0: i do a coordinating blog post for every podcast showing photos of the jewelry that we're talking about as well as links to the jewelers and more information about them so i hope you enjoy the episodes and feel free to subscribe for your jewelry navigator passport a way to stay up to date with current episodes and upcoming features thanks so much for joining us and enjoy the episode Hey there, welcome. This is episode number 23 of the Jewelry Navigator podcast, AP Gemology with Thesis Gems. Last week's episode was all about alternative jewelry to the class ring, and I shared so many other ring options and some other jewelry options as well that could be worn and not destined for the jewelry graveyards of a forgotten jewelry box drawers. This week, we continue with the school theme with a thesis. And according to Oxford Dictionary, a thesis is a statement or theory that is put forward as a premise to be maintained or proved. I vehemently stand by the thesis that jewelry is worth more than the money we pay for it. And here's why. Because jewelry speaks the words we don't have to tell someone about how special they are to us. Sometimes there just are no words, and jewelry speaks those words instead for us. Jewelry is like wearing a mini-monument that continuously celebrates our most important life events. Well, Kate Claus is the creator and designer behind Thesis Gems and brings more validation to my theory. Kate thoughtfully and thoroughly sources the materials used to create her jewelry using only the finest gems recovered in the most earth-friendly practices while yielding the most return to the local and regional communities and environments. As stated on her website, her motto for Thesis Gems is We believe that people and the environment are more valuable than any gem. That's why Thesis seeks to seeks sources that are committed to ethical treatment of workers and the land, and we donate 1% of our gross sales to organizations fighting to conserve and defend our planet. That's our thesis, guaranteed forever. And that was by K. Clause of Thesis Gems. I feel Kate does a great job proving and supporting her thesis, and she does it all while maintaining a full-time practice as a pediatrician in the San Francisco area. Can you even imagine? That's amazing. I'm so excited and happy to share her story with you today, and I'll give you a little bit of background on some of the stones that she uses, but I'm so grateful for her sharing her time with us. It was actually, she was talking to me on her commute to work. So um, thanks so much, Kate, for sharing your time with me, and I can't wait to share your story. But what makes some of her jewelry so special, well, it's all special, but what stands out to me the most and what caught my attention when I first saw her jewelry was her use of savorite garnets, which are the really brilliant, beautiful, rich green variety of garnet, and it was discovered by Scottish geologist and gemologist Campbell Bridges in 1967 in Savo National Forest outside of Kenya. Sadly, Mr. Bridges was brutally murdered at age 71 by local miners over mining rights. The family's legacy continues in the Kenyan mines near where the first stones were discovered, and the gem lives on through Bridges' Savorites, and that happens to be one of the suppliers that Kate uses for her gemstones. And some of the suppliers are dedicated to... Well, all of Kate's suppliers are dedicated to the ethical mining and conservation efforts from using post-consumer diamonds and recycled precious metals to investing in mining communities and gemology trade and education benefits. I really enjoy sharing the designer discoveries with you here on the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please do two things for me. I would so appreciate it. One, share this with others who love jewelry and you know would really enjoy listening to the stories and learning about jewelry and gems. And the second thing is write me a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. If you don't know how to do it, I can help you. Just send me a little note. Sometimes it can be confusing, but I think Apple has made that a lot easier. But thanks so much for joining me. And now sit back relax and enjoy the episode hi kate thanks so much for joining us here in the jewelry navigator boarding lounge i really appreciate you taking time out of your crazy busy day and uh just um i'm so excited to share your story how's your summer been it's
1: been a wonderful summer and not quite long enough it really is summer is really my favorite That is, it's really crystallized in my mind that that summer is really uh, the the sort of highlight of the year for me. Well, it seems like you've been really busy um, uh, working on your podcast and your blog, and that sounds really exciting.
0: It is exciting. I've had so much fun. And I am so glad that I took this leap of faith and started making the podcast. It's been a real joy being able to share stories about designers just like you. And I'd love to hear and have you share with us how you started your jewelry journey, especially as a such a busy professional as a practicing pediatrician.
1: Uh, Well, I've been a collector for uh, about a dozen years, and uh, like many people, I've been fascinated with all that jewelry and gems have to offer in in all the different layers from geology to design, and I decided a couple of years ago to just take it to the next level and in my understanding uh, to a greater extent, and I... Uh, I launched the company about almost a year ago in October 2017 but I, it had been just dating for about a year before that and it's really uh, a very um, re- resourcing activity for me I as we've talked about I'm a full-time pediatrician um, with Kaiser Permanente in the Bay Area. And I've been embedded in medicine for for many years, which I absolutely love. But uh, emotionally and creatively, it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. And and so this has been a really exciting outlet. And I I think it um, I'm inspired a bit by the changes in the last year or so with the Me Too movement and our culture and in, in feeling that I can be empowered to do this as well as the other things that I'm doing. So I've learned an awful lot about uh, business and web design and photography and and uh, all those, those the sort of ins and outs of, of running a very small business. And, and then I really uh, thoroughly enjoyed the jewelry aspect of it and working with the places that I source from, and then also my goldsmiths and uh, and uh, other folks that I work with. So I feel
0: incredibly fortunate. It's just amazing how you can have both a professional full time career as a pediatrician and do your jewelry business on the side. I it just blows my mind that you're able to get so much done and not just that, your jewelry is exceptional. I love how your designs are elegant, but simple and combine classic and organic elements, kind of like the hammered and brushed finishes on a lot of your jewelry and how the beautiful gemstones are highlighted and accented by the high carat gold that you choose for your, for your designs. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: I almost exclusively use 18-carat or 22-carat yellow gold, some, some platinum, a small amount of platinum.
0: Mm-hmm. Besides the textures and the high-carat yellow gold that you use, you also use a lot of savorite garnet, which I love. And it's just such a beautiful um, complement to the, the high-carat yellow gold. Tell us where you source your savorite from.
1: Well, I'll, I'll first say I know how much you love that, right? We're we're kindred spirits in that way. Um, I so I, um, I, I have done some academic work. So I, I have done some GIA courses, and I I often go to the the GIA alumni lectures in the in San Francisco. And Bruce Bridges gave a lecture a couple of years ago, and. I was absolutely I think many people are fascinated with his story and and uh, I started sourcing from him and uh, and, 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 and so I, that's sort of as the model for how I try and source which is mine to market really trying to understand the mining operation and the people that are involved and like everything is incredibly complicated it's, it's it, it you know trying to address those issues is sort of like trying to address world peace, but that's one way that I, I am, am trying to understand things.
0: You know, it seems like ethical sourcing is becoming more of a factor in how people choose to um, purchase their jewelry and what what's more important to them, they're wanting to be educated where their gemstones are coming from and where their metal is sourced from and knowing the sources and the mines and the that the mines are practicing ethical treatment of the mining communities and taking care of the land and the resources. I think that you, um, that you really consider these aspects as very important parts of thesis gems makes your jewelry more valuable and relevant with these growing interests.
1: Well, it's really important to me personally, and I I think that's true. I I think that's true with a lot of different consumer goods. Um, One of my friends who I also source from uh, at Perpetuum Jewels, uh, I source my uh, diamonds, many of my, my diamonds from him because uh, he offers certified post-consumer recycled diamonds uh, this is Jared Holstein at Perpetuum mm-hmm. and he said that uh, to quote him that uh, um, jewelry is really one of the last uh, mm-hmm. sectors in in consumer goods that that offers full transparency, that lacks, excuse me, lacks full transparency. And so I think just sort of probing and asking questions and trying to, to figure out how to kind of push that, um, to push the industry in that way a little bit uh, will probably be beneficial socially. I think we have to be careful, but uh, you know I think it'll, it'll probably ultimately be beneficial for, for those involved, particularly the miners and, and the environment.
0: So a couple minutes ago, you mentioned um, some artists uh, and uh, goldsmiths that you work with. Tell us a little bit about them.
1: So I met because I was uh, buying jewelry for myself, my own personal use, I um, I met them I met um, one goldsmith through a uh, jeweler that I used to buy from or that I would still consider buying from but um, uh, at a retail store in Berkeley and um, I met her uh, just because I was buying jewelry so frequently and then I uh, approached her and I I said you know I've got this idea and would you be able to help me out and and she works for several different um, she works for herself, and then she works for this this company, and then other people too. And she said, and she was very, she was very lovely in, in guiding me and being a mentor. And yes, um, I have one goldsmith uh, gem setter in San Francisco, and then um, two other ones uh, as well. So my, my main um, uh, gentleman who I work with in San Francisco, he does the micro-pave work, and he was uh, trained at Piaget, and he just, just does an incredible job, I think. Um, and then the two other goldsmiths I work with are women, and uh, they're just incredible people. Many of the pieces are, are hand-fabricated, and then... A few are hand-carved wax
0: and then cast. From what it sounds like, you've come a long way in just a year. That's a really short amount of time to have made the kind of progress that you've made that's pretty rapid growth Um, and your designs on Instagram there's one in particular that just blew my mind it's the secret galaxy ring you've got to tell us about that but um, before you do I'll describe it to everybody it looks like a domed signet ring with a diamond on the top but it opens to reveal diamonds set on the inside of the convex a uh, surface on the inside of the dome with little diamonds, so it looks like a little galaxy. It is so cool.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Well, I um, I always enjoy jewelry with some movement, and uh, I think there there have been a lot of I, I've noticed a, a theme in in design in the last. I, well, I, I think it's always been there, but I do see it uh, more more prominently of. The moon and the stars, and I, I wanted to do my own sort of take on that. And I like, I, I like the idea of having a little compartment with a, with with that idea. And it, it, I think it definitely harkens to the 70s with the with the locket and the sort of poison ring. And um, that's not necessarily my my favorite genre, but but uh, I like the idea of. Of having those kind of, you know, those kind of elements. It's a really, nice. it's a really fun, it's a really fun one, and it's it's really heavy. It's very substantial feeling when you uh-huh. wear it.
0: Nice. You know, I think it's so important to stress um, how well jewelry is made, and that something is substantial and not carved out on the backside. I think that's something that. Um, that shoppers are beginning to realize is an important feature to pay attention to.
1: Oh, thank you. We yeah. we worked we worked hard on it, and and um, thank you. Yeah, no, I I really believe in that as well because I, I want I really want the pieces to be able to be worn, uh, you know, every, as much as possible, mm-hmm. but at the same time to last. Um, and, right. and, and and so I really like to use. Uh, more more material.
0: Okay, so take us through the process from a concept to all the way through a completed item of jewelry. Say when someone approaches you who wants to, um, with a custom request, like the galaxy dome ring, take us from start to finish from um, when a project like that starts to someone enjoying it and wearing it.
1: Well, I really enjoy working with no, no, it's an pr- absolute privilege, and you're so I mean, you're so generous to to reach out to me, really. I'm so grateful. And uh, it's such a fun experience for me to go from concepts uh, to creation. And recently, I worked with a young woman, a really exceptional young woman, who sourced her own Colombian emerald when she came to me. And sort of trusted trusted us to create this heirloom piece for her, and we really enjoyed looking through lots of inspirational images and sketching, and uh, and then coming up with a design. And it was really a process of co-creation, and and you know hammering out those little details, and and then engineering that into a ring is really such a such an extraordinary process and it's really very personal. So that's, you know, I'd say it took us two months to really come up with the design or maybe six weeks and then another four weeks or so to create the piece. So it is, it is a process, but I think the results, we were so both so pleased with the result. But it is a, you know, it's not a, a speedy process. You know how that goes. That you, you have to source everything just right. And, and then it takes, I feel like for my goldsmith, my primary goldsmith, she, I feel like she instills some magic into the pieces. and She really has to be in a certain place, to, especially to work with um, setting uh, such a precious emerald. But I do. I do think there's a little a bit of magic in the process of creating jewelry. Not to be too woo-woo. <laughs>
0: You know, you're right. There, there is something in that realm of creativity when time seems to stop and you get into that zone where you, you work on something and you don't even realize time's passing. You love it so much and you enjoy it so much. There's just that complete focus and connection with that creative energy that brings the design to life to resonate with those who want to stand out with something that is so special, like the galaxy dome ring.
1: And I think it viscerally has to feel just right. Um, right, it can't. You just ha- you can't sort of push something. It has to be just right for it to work well.
0: I also want to share that you offer a selection of loose gemstones similar to the ones that you feature in your jewelry. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, that, I think that's the that's the my aim is for for clients to be drawn to the gems and then consider a custom piece. But, that, you know, and this is just a very small part of, of my business. But I, I like the idea of sort of offering a, a little curated collection of loose gems for people to enjoy.
0: Well, they're all beautiful and they would all make lovely pieces of jewelry. Um, it, I think it's a great great thing that you offer. Now, you also work with a really important um, cause that you work with. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I am a member of 1% for the Planet, which I think is a great organization. It's it's very organized, and I think that it's nice to have, uh, to be sort of connected to a vetted um, organization. That makes it much easier for me to be able to donate, and, and then the, specifically within 1% for the Planet, I donate to the California Coastkeepers Alliance, which is fighting for clean uh, clean water sources. Um, I'm also a, a, a currently researching other philanthropic channels because I'd like to give back directly to the people at the sources of, of the mines, mm-hmm. the, uh, the sources of the gemstones of the, the mines, and uh, I, you know, I, I'm looking to figure that out right now.
0: That's wonderful. I love seeing how the treasure and joy of jewelry can be used to give back to those who make it possible and who share their land and their resources to create beautiful jewelry that we get to enjoy, but how they both come together to work towards benefiting foundations of uh, philanthropy and going back towards the people and the planet. It just so perfectly reflects your philosophy of your thesis gems
1: well thank you yes I, I think we're trying to do things the right way and I want to be fully uh transparent about that and uh, I you know it's not always easy it is complicated to do things and you know to know what the right thing to do is but I think it's important to ask those questions and, and um put heads together and uh, and just do the right thing.
0: So are there some new designs that you have coming up that we can look forward to um, watching for on your Instagram feed and um, start looking for and thinking about for holiday shopping?
1: Well, we have a couple of new collections uh, that are coming out. One, uh, I, I posted a couple of them on Instagram. We have these uh, east-west rings with pear shaped gems, and they're set in uh, 18 karat gold with uh, micro puffet uh, halos that, that sort of sweep down the shoulder of the shank. And I'm, I'm excited about the color of those. And then we have some sort of amulet talismans with uh, Baroque, with, with really beautifully uh, cut Baroque gems. And so I'm, I'm very excited about that. And I think a lot of our pieces are a little bit larger and I'm going to be working on the same kind of scene and and design but scaled down just a little bit. Still with with the substantial materials and and fine gems but just a little bit smaller in scale. So I'm excited to work on that in the next couple of months.
0: Yes, I saw one of the East-West Ring's on your um, Instagram page. It was the tourmaline one. It's absolutely stunning and mesmerizing. It was just so beautiful. It was so pretty, I reposted it on my Instagram. So um, I I really enjoyed seeing that ring and I'm so excited for the design. It's just so unique. So where can we find Thesis Gems besides on your website? Of course,
1: thank you so much. so we're all the pieces are available on thesisgems.com. I also have many pieces on firstdebs.com, and that has it kind of nice because it has a, a nice safe uh, installment plan. And then um, I have the pieces in a couple of galleries: one in Berkeley, Xavier and Moore, and the Gallery of Jewels in San Francisco. And I'm happy to send a piece on memo with a small. Pause at, um, if you know, for serious clients because I know how hard it is to shop online.
0: Wow, Kate, that's such a good idea. I love that you are willing to send people your jewelry um, kind of on a re- retainer or with a deposit so that they can actually hold and try your jewelry. That's such a great idea and a wonderful opportunity for them to um, be able to see it before, before they buy it. Well, I just want to take this uh, time to thank you so much for sharing your busy morning commute with us and sharing your story. I so appreciated it and I know you have some little patients waiting for you I I hope you have a wonderful day and thanks again Kate I really appreciate it
1: no no it's an absolute privilege and you're so I mean you're so generous to to reach out to me really I'm so grateful Uh
0: thanks so much for joining us today I hope you enjoyed our visit with Kate Claus of Thesis Gems you can find her at thesisgems.com as well as on Instagram at thesisgems. Thanks again and until next time cross-check those safety clasps. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.